Welcome to the Micro Business Podcast, the UK's first dedicated podcast to micro business. We navigate the journey to micro but mighty together. My name is Alex Hughes, and my love for micro business is the heart of everything I do. From this podcast to the programs that Shift Momentum runs, and the well over 1,000 members in our micro business community called Shifties. We talk about everything that is unique to micros, like side hustles, marketing ideas, and learn from entrepreneurs that have already completed that journey. Be sure to check out our Substack to get more of this in your inbox and follow the micro but mighty hashtag. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Massive thank you to Shift Momentum, who is the engine behind everything we do, the powering this podcast, and the Shifties community for the beautiful, passionate members within it support each other every single day on the journey to building their micro but mighty businesses don't forget to hit the subscribe or follow wherever you listen to this and share content to spread the word of the micro business podcast for us let's get into it in this episode i'll be reflecting on a conversation i had with stephen cock from click it local now what they've achieved in rebuilding the high street in a digital form is phenomenal and his story how they did it is fantastic and you can learn a lot from that as micro business owners but also gives me a chance just just before we get into the interview just to reflect on the high street because right now it's a bit of a mess let's be honest doesn't really matter where you are in the world the high street's been declining for a while the challenges that it faces are phenomenal i mean if you look at the you know, the collapse of BHS and um, you know, everything happened with Debenhams and you know it's just madness, absolute madness. But what are we going to do about it? Because there's loads of phenomenal space and we need the sandbox and the creativity to be able to deal with it. I do believe that entrepreneurs, micro-businesses have the opportunity to kind of collaborate in these spaces, but how do we enable that? If you've got a building that's you know, £150,000 of rent per annum, plus your business rates, plus your kit out costs, plus the ongoing expenditure, plus the terms that landlords are expecting of people. You know, the whole system's built to produce assets for landlords and for investors that are invested in commercial property. It's not built to serve. And that is, you know, a fundamental change that needs to happen in my opinion. Landlords, they're, you know, they're, they're not, you know, not not all landlords are understanding what the future looks like right now, and and I and I can't imagine sitting on an asset like that empty and thinking, what the hell are we going to do with it? And they, or they convert it to flats, or I don't know, I don't know. It's it's a bit of a mess, right? So I think that there's an opportunity in the marketplace to look at that, uh, find ways to do it, and and you know, there are there are organisations like. Uh, Souk Spaces uh, over in Cambridge. They're in London as well now. Phenomenal. You know, they've got this co-retail model where they can basically, you can rent it by the day. So it's like a white label retail space and it's all digital. So you can kind of sign up for a day, put your products in there. And I think this, this gives us an opportunity as micro businesses because you know, if, you're, if you look at retail as opportunity for customer acquisition, rather than you know the centerpiece of what you do look how accessible e-commerce is right now it's just ridiculous you, you, you know from a tech stack point of view you can pretty much have a full-blown e-commerce store 
with mailing list, with CRM, with some you know with some nice to haves on top of that for you know your costs are probably two hundred pounds a month maximum. That's not the same as having a retail store on the high street in London. I mean, blimey, the cost of that is crazy. So, you know, budgeting in your in your operations to say, well, I'll tell you what, four days of the month or three days of the month, I'm going to go and pop up store in Edinburgh or Cambridge or London around the UK on the basis that you're there to get customers on board, engage with the public transfer them into your online space, happy days, and then you've got your customer there to retain. So I think there's definitely some opportunities there, but how do we reimagine what the whole high street looks like? I mean, that is just an absolute beast of a, of a um, problem to to tackle. So you know, first, uh, first, let's start with how, how can we influence the change? So I have conversations on a regular basis with people having, you know, having these problems and the, the two parts to it. One, we need the terms of engagement to change because, you know, as a micro business owner, you, you'd be mad to take on a five-year lease, let alone a 10-year lease um, that's got, you know, maybe a three-year break, then you need nine months down. You know, the costs are crazy. So there needs to be some flexibility. Can this come from the government? I don't know. I hope so. You know, it, for me, it would be great to see some kind of scheme that says, if you're a micro business, then you know you get first year rent for free, um, or you know rent or rates relief or some of some form. Then there are rate relief. There, sorry, there is already rate relief, but I don't know. It needs to it needs to incentivize us to do something. Otherwise, don't do it. I think if we hold off, the longer we hold off, actually, I think the benefit to all of us because they need to get they need to get itchy feet. Um, and then the landlords need to be engaging with the government to enable us to, or to enable them to operate in a way that they can be a bit more creative and support us. But let's see what happens there. Hey, um, so anyway, look, let's let's jump into it. I've got I've got this episode with Stephen. I think you're going to enjoy it. He's got a phenomenal story. The bit that really sticks out for me, he had six weeks. Six weeks they launched the business. And uh, I mean, at this point, we're, I'm now recording this beginning of September, and they're almost nationwide already. I mean, it's phenomenal. So enjoy. I'm going to dive right in. So I'm joined um, today by Stephen Cock. Welcome from Clicker Local. Thank you very And much. many other ventures in the past. Indeed. Um, so yeah, maybe I think it's probably best uh, for you to introduce Clicker Local as a start. I'm just going to move that a bit closer to you. Yeah, 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 absolutely. You can um, just introduce that as a venture. You know, where did the idea come from? What problem are we solving here? Yeah, it'll be absolutely. really useful. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. So, yeah, we, we, we launched Click It Local um, about 10 months ago, um, you know, with the sole purpose of looking at how do we really, you know, empower independent businesses on local high streets or businesses that maybe work from home yeah. to really compete with the likes of larger online retailers, you know, such as Amazons and supermarkets and, you know, other large online retailers. So, so for us, it was looking at, you know, the core reasons why shoppers use those particular platforms to, to you know buy products and you know, there's two key things one is we have a massive choice of products on one platform that we can pick from um, whether that's food or fashion um, and we can get you know convenient delivery same day of all of those items to our door wow. so you know for, for, for us it was about creating a platform that brought all of the independents together uh, you know a, a, across a wide area so you know a kind of 30 mile radius um where actually then you have a massive choice of products. There's, you know, yeah, you can buy most of those products. Well, it's crazy. I've platforms. been on there. It's 
There's loads. Yeah, yeah. There's like loads. You can literally get wherever you fancy. It, it, exactly that. And that's exactly yeah. it. And then because we're because it's all working on a local infrastructure, it means that actually we can do super fast delivery. So, you know, if you order before one, you can get same day delivery. So wow. we can actually deliver faster than any of those platforms and offer a more unique, you know, choice of products. Being far superior than Amazon in every way and, and things like that. Certainly, far, yeah, <laughs> faster, faster in terms of delivery. So, you know, if you buy local, obviously we, we can deliver um, faster than those. Nice. And, why and, and why and how? Yeah, no, absolutely. So, I mean, obviously one, I mean, one simple reason why is because we're keeping it local. It means that all of those items have got to, you know, travel less, less, less distance. Um, I think one, you know, really key element is, that you know on click it local you can order from um multiple retailers ac- across that area so you know it could be one in St. Neitz and it could be you know Saffron Walden the opposite side of um Cambridge and essentially what will happen is um all of our drivers which, which we employ will basically collect all of those items from the stores mm-hmm. um you know um after one o'clock so you can order for same day delivery up until one anything after one automatically be there. So and they actually physically go delivery. to yeah yeah but but the, but the reason we can do it is because we we do it all in one go so rather than it being like Deliveroo for example where it's you order something and immediately it gets collected and delivered yeah. to you for us it's all about consolidation so we collect everything from all of the stores between one and two o'clock we bring it to a consolidation hub yeah. um, which is in Cambridge it's kind of in the center of the area that we cover and yeah. um, we consolidate your items and then they'll get delivered out that day by the couriers that basically wow. in your they're area. All cy- they're cyclists, the uh, I mean, we have a mix. We have a yeah. mix of cyclists in the city centres and then we have a mix of drivers um, on the outskirts. So it's a mix depending nice. on, you know, for us to cover rural areas because for us that was really important that we wanted a platform that didn't just exist in urban areas. You know, there's a lot of kind of platforms for delivery that exist that you can only use if you live in the centre of a city. Which sucks for towns exactly. like this. You know, I live out, out in the country and, you know, uh, there's a limit to what I can get delivered, but I can get click local, right? So nice. um, so I think that, that's it. For us, it was about really working for a rural area as well. So actually, there's really high demand for local products where maybe it might be whether it's Cambridge or some yeah. you've got to drive to. Actually, being able to get it delivered to your door from all of those locations is really good. It's interesting. I mean, the timing is like perfect. Was that uh, well? It's, it's perfect from a consumer's point of view. I think um, it must be a challenge for you and your leadership team to actually engage and um, build out all this infrastructure in the middle of a pandemic. Because you launched yeah. during a pandemic. Yeah, like yeah. It, and it was, to be honest, slightly coincidental. You know, it's not an idea we really had pre-pandemic. You know, my background is within retail, so there's continually been a discussion. You know, for the you know, past ten years or more about the threat of online for independent retail. Yeah. So it's a problem that's existed for a long time um, without really a clear solution other than if you get your own website, it helps, but actually it's still really tough to compete at that yeah. level. Um, so yeah, it, I think it's a problem. And, and obviously what COVID has done is really actually, you know, heightened uh, behavior from consumers yeah. to really shop online uh, more. So it's put more pressure on those independents. So yeah, you're absolutely right. You know, it was a good, good time ironically for us to really launch and actually you know bring this this service into play and when we had the idea you know we had the you know um there's there's myself and richard are the two founders um yeah we we set it up together you know we back in march last year i think basically i think we had you know 10 minute chat agreed we were going to do it could work could be a great idea um and then basically three weeks later we were running an mvp in cambridge so three weeks later software 
infrastructure set up and we were running a test in, in Cambridge. That's so, phenomenal. So it was all about speed and getting to the point that we're testing it and, yeah. you know, proving the model, getting it working. And the really important thing is we believe it, but the bigger it grows, the stronger it becomes. The more independence we have across the UK and you know, the more it becomes something that you think of as an alternative before you go on to any of those retailers the more powerful it becomes for all those retailers. So the more we have, the more locations, nice. the stronger it becomes. The thing is, because it's interesting, because I think from a an independent business owner's point of view, having and ha- having listed products via things like Amazon before, you feel out of control. Like I think, you know, they've had it pretty good for a while now, and they've got the control, mm. and they can change like that. Yep. You know, over, and I just really like how. Because I asked, as you know, I, I was like really upfront. I was like, well, let me understand. I need to understand a bit more. And it's just, it's quite refreshing to see how authentic and transparent you all are about it. And, and, and I posted in Shifties and people said, well, you know, I've used it. I've actually, I list my products on there. They help me on board. So you, you, you've got a lot of time spent you know, onboarding people. and It's a really important part of the process. You yeah. know, I think obviously we've learned very quickly in a short space of time what, what really works for retailers and the areas that we really need to help. And every retailer is in a different, you know, position. Maybe they, you know, they've got a website previously and they're more than comfortable from a tech perspective. And then there's a load of people that maybe have never, ever touched selling online and therefore, you know, we, we help them more. So we put a real emphasis on, um, you know, basically store relations. So whenever we're in new areas, we basically... We try and employ people locally to then work with those That's stores to help onboard them. And then it's not just that, you know, there's one, the initial challenge of getting the profiles live and getting their products, but actually the real hard work is beyond that and actually, you know, driving growth, social media and really getting people to the platform and shopping shopping um, with those retailers. So working really closely with those retailers is really, really important. That's cool. Well, it's, it's good to see, man. It's good to see. So, okay, so I just want to come back to something because we're, as of, I'm glad you said this, that you launched, basically, yeah, three weeks, right? we're doing it, we're going, it happened. Mm-hmm. We're actually running a challenge in our community next week for 10 days. Um, it kicks off Monday, called the Launch Challenge, to to prove a point that you can do this. Yep. So here is, so here is, uh, here's a man and his business partner who managed to launch a business, all right, I know it was embedded in your brain probably, for some time and discussions over beers or whatever else it was there, there was probably nuggets of the idea but that from the moment you went we're doing this yep. what were your next steps what were what were key things that you did that enabled you to launch yep. an mvp within three weeks yeah i mean i think the key is obviously you want to go out there and if you've got an idea the first thing you want to do is prove is this idea viable can it work is our vision correct because it's really easy to have an idea and work for a really long time on that idea and not realize that you're missing one of the key elements that is what people require. So the quicker you can get to the point you can test it, the more you can prove if your theory is right. So for us, it was looking at what are the minimal things that we need to have in place to really test it. So, you know, it was looking for partners that we might be able to work with to test delivery, because at that point, you know, we, we didn't come from a background of delivery or infrastructure. So it's like you learn a lot there, didn't you? So we, we did indeed. <laughs> I, think, I think when we set up the business, you know, we were setting it up as a, as a tech platform, yeah. you know, with a view of creating a marketplace. And um, when actually what we were doing was creating two businesses, a marketplace and logistics. a logistics business. Yeah, yeah. And the logistics business is actually a very large part of it because it's one of the areas we employ the most individuals. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, re- yeah, it's it's really, really interesting. Quickly. But yeah, but speed was was key, really, getting getting to that point that we were testing it. And then beyond that point, once you start to learn what are the key elements, and and whilst we launched it, we then continued, you know, for the next you know six months, really learning what were the key things that we needed to do to make it work. Um, like I mentioned, our vision is you know to to take it you know really a, a, across the UK. So for us, it was also about coming up with a template and a platform for how do we how do we one learn but then start to replicate something that's scalable um because it's also having something that you can scale easy yeah um is also really important as well and having a, you, a, a process for doing that and you're launching i mean you're 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 growing like you're, you're rolling them out i think i saw one this morning it's uh, Ch- like- uh, to chelmsford yeah yeah, yeah. So, so just so, it's yeah. like pop yeah. go so every time you do that yep. i assume it's just getting easier now yeah, we're definitely getting a kind of a, a, we've we've got quite a clear launch process for for new areas. So like, there's some key hires we do in an area, and and actually when we when we first set up the business, it was very much um, driven, you know, with a central team. So everything was centralised, all, all the sales apart from obviously delivery individuals that we'd employ yeah. locally. Um, but as we're moving forward, we're actually kind of setting it up where we employ a team locally. So whilst it's not a franchise, actually, we employ a local team nice. um, that essentially are then empowered to grow that area, work with the retailers, manage the delivery infrastructure. So you can almost imagine that it's running as almost, you know, mini satellites with people running their own businesses within it. Wow. That's, I mean, that's a cool model, isn't it? Because you've got the, bl- the, it's the blend of both worlds. It's, um, it's saying... What works well of a franchise is it, as we've seen throughout this pandemic, it's there are so many problems that we have as a country and, and, and challenges that we have, most of which the answer is usually local community or, lo- or local driven solutions. Yep. So we've seen it with um, the grant rollouts, we've seen it with the, the Kickstarter stuff, you know, all of the challenges that have been rolled out from the from, or, or the solutions that the government put in place, they've tried to go blanket approach for the country. Here's a thing. Crack on. Well, actually, what they needed to do is enable the local people to do the local thing. So that's a really cool model. So you have so talk to if you don't mind sharing a little bit about your structure, your team. Yep. So do you have um, what functions are central and yep. what functions are local? Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. So basically we we cover, um, so marketing is all central, you know, tech Sense. development um, is all um, central. Um, the bit we really divide out by area is, um, I mean, an element of marketing and sales. So the idea is that whenever we go into a new area, um, the, there's two key hires that we do when we go into a new new area. And when we talk about a new area, we're talking about kind of a key center, yeah. plus a 20 mile radius we consider that to be an area um we will employ basically a sales and marketing um individual that will work with stores yeah. um and we'll also employ a, a basically a logistics manager um they will then be responsible for kind of growing that delivery side and infrastructure as it grows within the area yeah. um and then obviously the sales individual will be working with all of those stores um then what happens is that kind of feeds back into our central team. So from a marketing point of view, the individual that's in a particular area, so say it's you know covering the Sydney's area, mm-hmm. they will feed content from those retailers back to the central team, and we will kind of um, utilize that and and obviously do do a whole load of marketing basically to kind of um, yeah drive drive fuel it. Because it is the content's fresh, man. It's really nice. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's really and cool. it's, I mean, I mean, the amazing thing is, is like we've got such a wealth of content because of the retailers ironic you know it's not yeah. because of us it's actually because there's so many amazing retailers out there all with amazing content yeah. that we you know just want to kind of gather up and kind of get out there because for us it's about heroing 
the stores and the personality of the individuals that own those stores because that's what people buy into. It's why people like shopping local. Yeah. Um, so for us, hearing those individuals is, is really important. Are you, are you surprised by some of the weird and wonderful things that people make from their houses? I mean, that, yeah, it's, a whole, whole, <laughs> it's, whole, whole it's crazy, isn't it, right? Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And I mean, that's the great thing is it's not just high street retail. It's no. just like we've got yeah, a whole load of people that you know sell, sell products from home and it works, works really well. It's cool. Like products, I was so. browsing the, the site yesterday just in prep for today and, and just, just going through and I see some products that I recognize, but I look at them and it's like, so what? You're making like, you know, like you say, the people are making like plants and jars and stuff. And they're yeah, just yeah. like, I think that's the most exciting thing for me. And, and in relation to shifties and, um, hey, Marky, how are you doing? If anybody, if anyone has any questions throughout this, please do drop them in the comments and I'll try and get them on to the end. Um, and that it's accessibility because, you know, much like you, I don't have a retail background, but we're here. I walk up and down these streets every day and, I, and it, it saddens me to see people so negative about the future of the high street. I don't think we really want to go deep dive on, on what we what we think about that. But what we do know is that the biggest barrier to most people, the most micro retailers at home that are selling you know, these, these room silk shades or um, selling plants or whatever else, or if they're baking or whatever, they can't take the leap. It's quite easy, I think, for a business to grow here. And I think that's where you click at local. Maybe they take that a bit further, which is great. But to go and take on our commercial unit, take a five-year lease, 10-year lease, or anything like that, this is a, for me at least, and I hope I hope you're seeing it and feeling it, it's another step closer to bridging that gap. Yeah, yeah. Enable people a platform to go further on. Yeah, yeah. And I think, like, allowing, you know, for flexibility and innovation and doing business in different ways, you know. So, like, it's, it's fine to, you know, work from home but still be able to sell locally and actually – you know, have a platform for selling so people can find you. Like you said, you don't know all the retailers that maybe exist in your area yeah. that might work from home. So it's a great way to kind of get out there um, as well, really. So, you know, we really want to kind of help retailers stay on the high street because for us, it's about maintaining that high street yeah. and, and essentially providing an additional revenue stream on top of, you know, what, what they're getting from their, from their retail outlet. So, you know, what we, what, what we hope to find is that actually some of these businesses will start working from home, you know, and maybe, you know, use Click It Local and actually it gets to the point that their revenue is increasing that they actually want to move into the high street. Yeah. So actually they can afford to do so and kind of make that leap. So I would argue that hopefully it helps people make that jump and it also helps businesses that exist on the high street stay yeah. on the high street. Yeah, and that's and maybe that is the, I mean that maybe that is just the sad truth of it all, that the expectation of what that retail unit used to give to someone that was everything. Mm. That was everything. You know, pre social media, that's it. You went down to you went to the high street, you got all your stuff, and you went home, and that was your showcase. It was a weird and wonderful world. But actually, maybe the expectation of the high street is that it's there, but don't expect that being the bulk of your revenue. That's your showroom. That's your experience. That's that's where you hang out and showcase what you're about. And then you may, a lot of people may be pushing them online actually. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think that's the thing is we, you know, we know that, you know, a, a high percentage of people's, you know, weekly shop is also done online and not maybe on the local high street. So for us, it's about how do we increase what people spend locally with independence and kind of, you know, move more of that spend over locally. And, and like you said, you know, convenience is a massive part of that so you know the reasons we shop on those sometimes it's just easier and more convenient and actually yes we do you know we visit the high street but maybe we don't do the bulk of our shop there 
we do some of our weekly shop with the independence and actually yeah. for us it's about increasing it so adding that level of convenience you know helps helps people to be able to no that, it's really. true that's a good point it's a really good point it's, it's i just i just love i just love the fact that you go on there and you gotta get me get my you know, butcher sausages and go get while you're there go to swing by sweet paradise for me it's as if you're advising you know, one of your friends is going into town yep Hey, while you're there, can you grab me this, 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 and this? Yep. And then you're doing it for you. That's brilliant. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So Amazing. you absolutely, you know, can go down the high street virtually. Very cool. Very, very, very cool. So let's talk a bit more. And if anyone's got any questions on Click It Local specific, whilst we've got Stephen here, please do ask. If you're listed on there and you've got any feedback, brilliant. If you're thinking about listed on there and you've got any questions, brilliant, fine. But I'd like to dig a bit deeper into you as the founder, uh, as one of the founders. I, I've checked out your profile. I was told by a few people um, that knew me and knew you that we'd be getting on well. You're an entrepreneur. Clearly, I looked at your LinkedIn profile. I'm like, this guy's on something. So you know, take us back to a place where you weren't an entrepreneur and how did you become one? And a little bit about your journey. Yeah, on the way yeah. yeah, absolutely. Oh, I'll stop. So, I, so I grew up um, in St. Ives. So I, I went to school at uh, St. Ivo um, yeah. and uh, I've always been uh, kind of, very creative individual so I'm, I'm dyslexic um i'm uh, i come from a creative background i love art and design they were my best subjects at school um uh, i that's what i did as a levels i i went to university so i studied um a, a ba at central St. martins in london so art and design college and um, studied industrial design um and then yeah i i, I left I, I worked for a retail company um for for a couple of years and and then basically left and started working freelance and really grew a retail agency um and and that's moved you know really you know into kind of um digital yeah. um so we've worked with um so my my agency that i kind of set up um i've been running that for the last 10 years wow. um and we work with a multitude of, of different retailers um internationally to basically support them with kind of um, digital experiences and creating this kind of for consumers an online, a seamless online, you know, offline um, customer journey, really. Wow. So kind of, you know, merging, merging. The so you're the heart, you so, you, you're in the heart of the, the, the challenge itself. So yeah, I think that's the thing. Yeah. And, and we've seen it from, you know, um, you know, larger retailers that have been investing heavily in digital and it's a real challenge for then independence to be able to offer the same. So actually we've got a whole load of insight that's really come from large retailers from a very strategic point of view mm-hmm. that actually we're able to reapply that knowledge and essentially bring the same things that those larger retailers maybe get to independence. Wow. So it's kind of given us quite a lot of knowledge to, to be able to do that. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, I'm definitely, uh, I definitely have kind of, uh, I, I think my brain continually thinks of new ideas. I think that's yeah. the entrepreneurial side is my creative aspect. Um, I think my wife would probably say that. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm with you there, man. I have to try and focus on what I'm doing at a particular time and not. That's why you've got a team, right? That's exactly. why you've got found. That's why you need a team. Yeah. And actually it's been really refreshing. So my previous businesses that, that I run um, have just been me. So sole founder. Actually, it's been really refreshing having, uh, you know, equal co-founder working with me because it's quite you know doesn't matter how many employees you have it's quite a lonely place running a business so um it's been really nice having you know a co-founder that actually we can really bounce stuff off he comes from a very technical background yeah so i I come in it from kind of creative you know design 
idea style area and he comes at it from a very kind of technical aspect nice. um cto kind of running all the you know the tech side of the business so it's a really good, it's a good really dynamic. good mix yeah really yeah. really good dynamic. it is it is it's a different it's a whole different dynamic you you, you feel like you've got superpowers when you've got some co-founders and a good leadership team there you've got that superpower there you're like well you know you can look left and right and know that you're not alone yeah, yeah, it is yeah. it's hard yeah even as even even no doubt as a co-founder I'm, I'm sure you still have sleepless nights now yeah indeed yeah i mean what's great what's been great about this business is everybody that we've you know everybody that we've got in the team loves working for the business um and and it's been really enjoyable and quite easy employing people that you know actually share the same values yeah. and have drive to grow it so it's been it's been really good kind of growing growing that team and having a Can't, it's not hard it, so. hard vision to sell like at the moment because it's there's a lot of passion for what you're doing isn't it yeah no absolutely yeah and, awesome. and it's like you know it's the other challenge is like you mentioned earlier we've grown this business through the pandemic so you know we've most of the the team that we've employed yeah. have all been employed remotely some of them i've never met you know the interviews have been done wow. or, or, so it's interesting to grow a business in a time where everything is done remotely is that, uh, and will you change that uh well, yes an interesting one. Thinking? i think I, I mean i think everyone's probably going to reevaluate yeah. how they run their businesses and, and you know how much you need a static office that you need everybody in nine to five every day I, you know, I think the pandemic has really proven that actually people can work from home and actually, in, in a lot of instances, be more productive yeah, than they might be sitting in offices. So I think it's become far more flexible. Um, I think it's really important for us to meet as as a team, though. So, yeah. you know, we, we hopefully will start doing that. So like a hybrid approach, you think? Hybrid approach. What so, you need so is access to really fantastic facilities like a Momentum Hub. Exactly. You could rent for a day or so. Exactly. I mean, I think that's going to be the way moving forward is that, you know, businesses just won't have full-time offices. Yeah. I think it will be collaborative, shared offices, shared spaces. Um, that's the future. really work. It, it genuinely is the future. definitely is the future. Yeah, yeah. So is yeah. that – so, so okay, have you got you, – you may say don't tell me, and that's fine, you know, but is there a date or a time in, in the future that you've earmarked as we are national now? Well, I mean, I mean, so <laughs> we can't say no if you don't no, want no, to. It's fine. No, it's fine. I mean, we, we've set we've set basically a three year target to be in a hundred areas across the UK, wow. basically. So, basically. So over the next three years, we'll, we'll that's you know, so we'll cover um, yeah, quite quite a few areas. And then what under the continent? Well, it'd be yeah. interesting. I mean, it's definitely a business that can you know work you know in 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 other countries as well. So obviously, we're focusing on the UK first, and we really want to get it you know a, a, across the UK as, nice. as, well as we can. So yeah. So we we talked a little bit about before we, we come online in terms of the uptake locally to this area so Huntingdonshire area um, in terms of the uptake so far have you been kind of pleased with, with the results what are the tactics and strategies you're using you mentioned strategic partnerships obviously I heard of you through HDC um, what other strategies and tactics could you share um, that you're looking to utilize. Yeah, so I mean, so we we like you mentioned, we we're starting to work with councils. So we didn't initially when we first launched um, our locations; they were all launched, you know, and, and self-funded. Yeah. We've subsequently worked with um, councils in in new areas. Um, obviously, they're looking at ways that they can um, support and and help um, their high streets yeah. thrive. Um, so yeah, I mean, we obviously launched launched in in Huntingdonshire a few few weeks ago, um, and yeah, the, the uptake's been good. Obviously, we're continually growing it. So for us. It's all about 
you know, from a consumer's point of view, what's really important is choice of products yeah. um, and choice of retailers. So for us, that 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 process of bringing on as many retailers as we can. So we won't launch an area until we have enough retailers. So before we launch, we are working on bringing on like a, a kind of a minimum number of retailers. Um, so I think we're up to about 150 retailers. That's good. That Pretty up. good going. And that's, yeah, across Huntington. When did you launch here? Oh, it's a couple of weeks ago now. It wasn't so long ago, was it? No, no, no like good, two weeks ago. We, we'd have had a couple of weeks before that yeah, of kind of signing up businesses. Um, so, so yeah, that 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 process is really important. Um, and getting and getting a good mix of products. So we almost have like a bit of a shopping list that okay. we need to tick off as a business. So when we launch an area, we know what types of retailers we need to bring on yeah, board makes to make sense. sure that we have a varied choice within that. And as and as area. your as your data. Um, and your knowledge of that comes you know, gets bigger and bigger and bigger, then you'll know yep. how quickly they come online and, and whatever else. That's, yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. You know, we we obviously learn more and more about the retailers and and what they're doing and what works for them, yeah. etc. So that we can support them more. Really, nice. you know, like from busy times of the year, certain you know events and things, certain retailers will be busier, so we can obviously yeah. support them with kind of more promoting. I think you said. Times, I think so. you you've got a great opportunity to make a huge impact in the UK with this. I don't think it's great. Someone's, so Alex Richards, who's one of your, who's definitely one of your um, businesses, a bagel box from mm-hmm. Cambridge. He's just a brilliant business model, what an expansion timeframe. And he, he spoke really complimentary about your team and how they've looked after him. Cause he's a young entrepreneur, took a big risk, taking, taking his bagel box to the Cambridge market. And then he's now got this online presence. So, so you're getting some credit on That's that. Great. Thank you very much. It's great. Hear, great having you. It's yeah. <laughs> awesome, man. So, okay. So I'd like to know in, in the future, where do you, would you see any other opportunities to do like, in terms of collaborations, events, what sort of things? Cause you, you're yeah, nearly yeah. out of this now. Mm-hmm. I mean, touching touch words, we're told we're out, out of here soon and we can start getting together and doing yeah, things. Yeah. Yeah. Will we see a physical presence of Click It Local events as yeah. well? So it's, so it's definitely been challenging because through the pandemic, from a marketing point of view, yeah. you know, we, we haven't been able to do anything physical in any of the locations that we're in. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we'd love to do like events as we, as we do, you know, whether that's pop-ups where we do something in a town center and actually we bring all the businesses together and it becomes more about an experience event. So actually it's less uh, ironically about selling on that specific day and actually Mm. more about doing an event that heroes those retailers in that particular area. So, yeah. So like events, um, you know, pop-ups in maybe, um, if there's any, you know, empty outlets, you know, that we could do pop-ups in and again, hero some of the businesses that maybe don't have high street shops, but actually are in the local area selling product or, or you know, on click it local. Yeah. Um, so, you know, dynamic ways of, of, of shopping, like we were talking about earlier, you know, QR codes and yeah. virtual ways of shopping, um, you know, and fun experiences on the high street to kind of really bring people. Um, I mean, yeah. <laughs> let's do it. There you go. Do it. <laughs> there's a lot, there's a lot of conversation around this at the moment. You can imagine um, with my, my head in the commercial space is, it's, there's a whole lot of conversations around that. I think there's going to be a lot of fun to be had. That's yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. Sure. I think it's I think it's flexibility, isn't it? You know, there might be some people that want to be on the high street certain times of the year or maybe on particular days and actually being able to have the flexibility and maybe not always having to take on long leases, yeah. but actually they, they can get involved locally yeah. without maybe that level of commitment. Then the more we can kind of help with that, the better. So, you know, yeah. it would be great if Click It Local was able to have, you know, pop-ups in, you know, every town. Yeah. actually all of the independent retailers that work with us can utilize which yeah. would be great 
Got my, my, got my brain ticking, man. Okay, fine. Okay, cool. So um, I think we probably, from a click at local point of view, I think we've well covered it. And yeah, you got yeah, anything yeah. else that you that you want to cover? We didn't really cover. Obviously, there's no cost to join. So if you're if someone thinking of joining, mm-hmm. just give us a, just give us the kind of key points on if you if you so if you're watching this or you're listening to this back on the podcast and you think hey, that sounds like me, I fancy some of that. You know, what are the kind of barriers to entry, what eligibility, that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, I mean, from an eligibility point of view, a independent business that has a product to sell, so, you know, you're not a chain, so that, that's nice and simple. Yeah. Um, in terms of fees, so it, customers pay for delivery. So delivery is between three and six pounds. Yeah. Um, right. And that basically is like an unlimited amount of retailers. So it caps out at six pounds. So if you order from 10 retailers, it won't cost you any more than, than that's you know, good, yeah. that, that six pounds. That's good. Um, and then from a from a shop's point of view, they can sign up on the website. There is no um, there's no kind of monthly fee other than seven and a half percent fee that we charge on sales. Yeah. Um, and and that, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, I think, you know, yeah, exactly. You know, for us, it's about creating a viable business that can grow and support those retailers. Therefore, it has to create revenue to, to sustain itself. Um, but also what's really important is the way we set up our delivery infrastructure, you know, the deliveries of the world are charging, you know, 25, 30%, <laughs> which just and doesn't, the fees. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which just doesn't work for, um, independence. So I think, and the reason that we can really do it differently is we get economies of scale with our delivery infrastructure. So obviously, um, so it makes so, yeah. sense, right? But yeah, exactly. No, yeah. Very cool, so, uh, very cool. Yeah, so you can visit yeah clickitlocal.co.uk and sign up as a retailer or yeah. start shopping as a shopper. There you okay. go, have yeah, some yeah, of yeah. that. Look, well, look, I've, it's been a privilege uh, having you here. Um, we really enjoy it. Hopefully, get collaborating with you in the future. Um, if anyone wants to reach out, um, then just drop us a comment in here off the back of this or drop me an email and I can make an introduction, especially if you're like, like our, our friend here, Jason. You've got something going on similar. I'm sure you'd like to hear some ideas. Um, and if you are a retailer and want to get involved, follow the last instructions. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate your time, man. Thank, Thank you. you. I am so happy that this is happening. I've got such an amazing um, array of different topics and subject matter experts and just interesting people, stories, lessons that are going to be coming up on this podcast. I, I, I'm almost using this as a bit of therapy for me too. So, you know, if you are signed, to my, signed up to my Substack, I will, I will be publishing a lot more content um, to share some of the journey behind this. But I want this to be your workout buddy. I said this, I want the podcast to support you and what you're doing right now. If you're building a micro business, this podcast is here to serve. Um, so if you've got ideas you want to know something you've got questions never hesitate uh, drop me an email drop me a dm let me know and i will uh, happily if i if i don't know i will find someone who does and we'll have a discussion about it a huge thank you to the engine that is shift momentum for powering this podcast and the amazing beautiful shifties community for being the sponsor of this podcast that it wouldn't make sense for any other organizations to sponsor this endeavor. And I'm really excited to share this journey with everyone. Thank you for listening. Oh, and I've been researching podcasts a lot. I must never forget to ask you, please subscribe, please follow, please share content on social media that promotes and spreads the word of the micro business podcast. I see it. I love when I see you do that. And um, I want to get this message out there far and wide to show micro businesses are the future of the UK economy.